With episode six of season three of back the One again. Day Business Breakthrough, season finale, so good. we're back again, yeah. <laughs> and we're not going anywhere, guys. After this season, no. there will be more. Don't worry, uh, you're not going to have to wait two years like before. So let's finish with a bang, Chris. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about time and how to get more. How to get more time? It. What do you mean? We yes. all have 24 hours in the day, right? Well, yes, but unfortunately, a lot of us waste a lot of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, and, and anybody that knows me well will know that one of my favorite sayings is time is our most valuable commodity. We must invest it wisely. So I think, you know, a lot of people think that because, you know, we have the ability to kind of drag and drop on our electronic calendars and mm-hmm. we can move things. Oh, I'll do that next week. I'll do that. I, I, I think like this is a good way to close out this season, Pat, because it allows us to be able to kind of think a little bit about not only what we're currently doing to, you know, invest our time wisely and, and, and get more time into our productivity uh, and that sort of type of thing, but also actually think about what we can do to potentially take things to the next level when it comes to this. Because I think that there is absolutely no limit to how much time we can actually really maximize in our day. It all comes down to being very, very strict with ourselves and with our time and all the rest of it. That's why, that's why I feel whenever I see people working 10, 12, 14 hours a day, I call BS on that. I don't think it's required. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I don't mean, think you need to work that much to be successful. You shouldn't need to. And if you have to, you, something is drastically wrong. Exactly. Uh, you, 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 in, of course, at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit different. If you're just starting out, right, you're going to put those extra hours in partly because you're just so excited about it and you can't stop thinking about it, right? But also because you are just going to keep going and, and you're fired up about it. You're motivated. You want to you know, get to that next level quicker. Um, but for me, the time you know, is interesting. There's a number of different ways to approach the sort of getting more time sort of thing. Um, there's the approach of you know, utilizing software and other automation systems, using uh, procedure lists and things just to keep your head clear. I mean, one of the things that I think wastes most people's time is not watching the next season of Orange is the New Black or House of Cards, which it is a waste of time for some people. But I also say, hey, you know, if you enjoy those shows, watch them, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we all deserve a little bit of downtime. Yeah. That's why I like when people say stop watching this show or stop watching that show. I'm like, no, like it's it's like Ramit Sethi when he talks about personal finance. Um, a lot of people in the personal finance space say, hey, hey, like don't drink that four dollar latte. You know, Ramit takes the approach of no drink it. But <laughs> but like go for the big wins that will allow you to be comfortable with drinking that four dollar dollar latte and, and, and earning right. that. And it's the same thing right. with your time. Enjoy watching your shows. But when you're working, you better be working on the right things. You better be making steps forward. And yeah, it's not always going to be clear what those next steps might be. But being conscious about where you're putting your effort into and making sure that effort is streamlined into one, maybe two. I hesitate to even say that. But one thing at a time 
is really important because a lot of a lot of where the energy and time is lost is is when that energy gets spread so thin between all the different projects that we, we want to work on, right? And it just it just nothing gets done. It's like if if you all go to one daybb.com and if you've downloaded the bonus videos there, you'll notice that my video talks about a, a like just the scenario of what happens if you don't work on one thing at a time and just how detrimental and and you know that could be to your business. So, you know, focus on one thing at a time. So so there's things like like that like being conscious about productivity, being conscious about your efficiency. So her name, I, I interviewed a woman recently on the blog uh, and the, uh, on the podcast, and her name was Jessica Turner, and she has this book called The Fringe Hours. And she talks really, uh, you know, importantly about the time that we have that we don't necessarily know we have to do things, like when we're waiting. Like there's so much time we all spend waiting that we could right. actually utilize it for for certain things. And also she talks about, similar to what Hal Elrod talks about is, you know, the early morning hours and why it's really important to, to wake up and, and actually give yourself time first or work on your own stuff first before, which what most people do is they wake up because somebody else is telling them that they have to be somewhere at a certain time, whether it's their boss or their kids, right? No, wake up a little bit earlier, utilize those fringe hours for yourself and your business, working on the things that you know you're supposed to be working on, and you're going to start to see those hours add up over time, and you're going to get more time. I mean, even if it's an extra 30 minutes a day, right? I mean, that stuff, I mean, that's that's hours and hours and hours over the course of the year. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if you think about it as well, if you're really focused on something, 30 minutes, you can crush 30 minutes. And if you put 30 minutes a day in there, you know, even if you're just doing Monday through to Friday, that's two and a half hours of really, really focused work time, mm -hmm. regardless of what it is you're working on, two and a half hours. You can get a lot done in two and a half hours, you know, but I think the biggest thing for me, though, has been with my own personal productivity and, and bear in mind that I have set up and continue to run and have sold and have purchased and acquired and all that stuff. Many, many successful businesses, multi-million dollar businesses. And I'm telling you now, the one thing that I make sure I do above beyond everything is to only work on one thing at a time to echo what Pat just said, because I have found myself trying to juggle in the past. And I've even talked about it very candidly with Pat and with other people that I'm close to where I feel like I'm getting close to burnout, where I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm skating on thin ice and I've got too many balls up in the air and I know they're all going to come crashing down and you have to really pull back on everything and just focus on one darn thing at a time with all of the businesses I, that I still own and operate, no matter what we're doing, no matter what initiative we're rolling out or whatever it is, it's one thing at a time, not just for me, but for my team mm -hmm. and for the people that obviously, you know, I will carry on working with. And I think the the flip side of that coin, and this goes hand in hand, is the importance of learning when to say no. That's huge. I think this is massive. And you yourself, actually, I remember you used to say yes to like every podcast no. interview request. No. Yes, I'm just, yes, no? I, yeah, no, I did. I did. <laughs> you did. I'm I know practicing you saying no, but at, at, a, at an inappropriate Let's hear time. it. Let's hear it. It was like, no, 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 no. I mean, th here's the thing, right? I know you used to say yes to basically every request, but recently, maybe a year or so ago, I guess, you started saying no more often than not because you understand the importance of the fact that when you say no to, to something, you're saying, you know, or rather when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? So right. How, how was that for you to go from kind of yes, yes, yes on all these podcast interview requests to ultimately saying no to basically all of them? I how mean, did it feel? 
initially it's scary, right? Because you don't want to let people down or at least a, a person like me who is a people pleaser, I know a lot of entrepreneurs are also people pleasers, we don't want to let people down. And when you're just starting out, you feel like you have to take all those opportunities. And I think it just took me a while to get into that transition where I realized, hey, I'm not just starting out anymore. I don't need to say yes to every interview anymore. I can actually take command a little bit and say no, which like you said, opens up a little time. It's funny how you corrected yourself and you said, you know, when you say no to something, you're actually saying yes. No, 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 it's actually when you say yes to something, you're saying no, but it's actually true on the flip side too. When you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to what is important. Not that, (laughs) you know, interview requests aren't important, but there are more important things to do right now that are gonna move the needle. So, you know, I love I love that you mentioned that. I think that's really important. Um, along the same lines with, with time, I mean, for me, it's just, uh, again, planning ahead and having the team. I mean, the team has bought me more time. I mean, yeah, we all have 24 hours in the day, but if you have another team member also with another 24 hours in the, in the day, obviously not working that entire 24 hours. You don't work the entire 24 hours, but it's like essentially cloning yourself, but allowing mm. that person to do what they're great at. Maybe it's stuff that you're great at too, but stuff that you as the CEO shouldn't do. And that's something I learned uh, from you, Chris. And I know it took about, a um, let's see, one, two, three, five years <laughs> to get that into my brain to finally realize that, hey, you know what? If you really want to grow, and you don't want to burn out, and you still want to add value and, and, and scale, you got to add a team. You either add a team, or you burn out, or you just stay flat. And in this yeah. business, if you stay flat, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna dwindle down into nothing. Oh yeah, you'll eventually just you'll you'll eventually just amount to nothing because everybody else that isn't staying flat will be pushing forward. They'll be growing and they'll be getting more share of the market, more eyeballs on them. They'll be becoming somebody's favorite over and over and over and over and over again. Whereas you because you're just sort of toddling along doing your own little thing will get kind of almost left behind, right? right yeah. Right. Um, that That's the sound, everybody, that Pat makes when he toddles <laughs> along. Yeah, I'm just walking down the street. Um, <laughs> that just reminded me of, of a song that you would sing to my kids, the apple pen, pine, pineapple song. Oh, so good. In, in the Mickey Mouse voice <laughs> yeah. as well. So good. Anyway, uh, you had mentioned the one, like working on one thing at a time, and I think a lot of people know that they hear it maybe you've read the book by gary keller and jay papasan one of my favorite books and highly recommended it to everybody um but i think still people don't necessarily know what that means and they might be even a little bit confused because yeah it sounds obvious but then they see people like us who have multiple things going on seemingly at the same time uh how what do you mean when you say one thing at a time are you time blocking in terms of like okay during this Mm. set of hours this is my focus and during this set of hours that's my focus or is it like you focus on one project until completion and then you can kind of open space up for other things yeah that's a really good question i mean the the fact is that when i say work on one thing at a time it's it's kind of double barreled right so Mm -hmm. on one on on one side of that I will only work on one big project at a time. So that could be a online course that I'm putting together. It could be, you know, a three month sales period for a live event that's coming up, such as the Upener Summit, right? Um, or it could be possibly, you know, coming out with a new series of videos to put up on my YouTube channel, whatever the case may be. One big project per se. But then I also, from a day-to-day basis, you know I'm a massive fan of batching, as I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I when I have two hours blocked out to do nothing but podcast recording, that's all I'm doing. I, everything else is turned off. Notifications yeah. are gone. Don't text me. Don't tweet me. Don't, you know what I mean? It's like, 
one thing at a time. Likewise, when I'm playing with my kids, one one major focus is all I've got, and that is that I'm there with my children and and I'm building you know Legos. making sure that building Lego. I mean, yeah, Lego. Man, that death, sorry, excuse me, that, Not that Lego. Death Star. Wow, that Death Star. Um, yeah. So I mean, and 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 also actually with my older children obviously we don't really sit there and build lego sets together but um you know i've now found myself with with my son cj who's who's got a great videography business of of his own in london um you know we'll sit down and we'll talk for a couple of hours and it will just be about you know onboarding customers in the right way or uh you know keeping relationships um nice and strong you know and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, and, and I know that you know you're going to be like that with Keone and I'm Kai later like that. on. I'm like, hey son, that's true. You know, that's retargeting <laughs> this this retargeting <laughs> yeah. thing, Keone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But dad, I I don't have a product. Oh, but you will, son. So just pay attention. <laughs> no, I I I have found that, and 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 I think that when you know when you're when you're away from work and you're focused on whatever it is you're focused on, you really need to be there 120 percent whereas when i'm at work i'm there 120 percent. and for people like you and i who work from home um sometimes that's a tough line not to cross because yeah. it's right there yeah. you know you know what I mean? I mean let's talk about that real quick actually uh, you know from from a work at home perspective how do you manage that because your office is is right there on the same floor as your living room your kitchen your your home library it's where the family spends 90 percent of its time in their waking hours how do you balance that i'm curious whereas mine is on the third floor of the house yeah, you can kind of escape a little bit yeah yeah uh yeah that's a great question so for me there's two two sort of strategies that are in place so one is making sure that i know uh, and my wife knows and my kids know now when i'm in the office and i'm working which is in the schedule, I'm working and, and that's like, don't interrupt unless it's an emergency, right? So there's a specific time that I'm working and I that's that's helpful for me in my mindset at this, like, you know, it's funny because we always say like, break away from the nine to five, escape the nine to five. Like the nice thing about the nine to five was nine o'clock you're on, five o'clock you're off, right? Having those specific times. So I don't have a nine, nine to five, but I might have uh, five, 30 to 7 30 in the morning and then you know right. time with the kids and then okay when the kids are in school uh you know a, a, an 11 till 12 30 and then lunch with april and then a, a 1 30 to 3 30 until we pick up the kids from school but those are specific times when i know i'm working and here's the other trick which you may have gotten a hint of already i try not to work when the kids are either awake or at home so it just makes it really easy for me because when they're awake i want to be with them um, there right. are that you know that that that's it just makes it really simple it used to be when they go to bed that's when i work but now i kind of flipped it and you know i use the morning to get a lot of that stuff done um but of course the, it, it blends over every once in a while i have to do work at home when they're awake at times and i have to just be very open and honest with them i don't mm. want to be like uh sneaking away to the office because what does that say about my office it says daddy's work is taking daddy away from the yes. kids right 
I tell them exactly what's going on. I bring them in the office and I get my mic ready and I get I let them record their voices a little bit and then I say, okay, well, I got to go do this. Like what we just did, I need to do it with somebody on the other side of the world right now for like an hour. So I'll be back. And of course, I'm letting my wife know about that. And it gets them excited so that they know that, hey, I'm not, you know, this is something that can also bring us together. And I, I, yeah. I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, I, I hope more people who work from home kind of let their kids in their office more and let them touch things and turn the knobs and first of all, take pictures of the knobs first before they turn them so that you can turn them back to where they were. But, you know, all those kinds of things. I, and, and then the other strategy is making sure I have this physical space where when the doors close, like boom, mentally, if I'm inside, yes. I'm on. If I'm outside, I'm, I'm off. Uh, and that yep. just makes it really easy for me. I like that a lot. Um, I, I also let Charlie come up to my office and work on one side of the office and he does his drawings he and plays with right? Lego and he, he's all over the whiteboard. He loves to draw and write and all this sort of stuff. But the reason why is because I also want him to see what it's like to go to quote unquote work. Right. And I actually got this idea. I was inspired by this um, watching a TV show a few years ago on the kind of the history of the Selfridges. A uh, big department store in the UK, which is in central London, still there now, very high end, very uh, kind of quite pricey, exclusive type of big, big department store, a bit like Harrods, which I guess everybody worldwide has probably heard of Harrods, right? So no. um, shut up. So I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew that I you were going to say that. I don't. I like maybe I'm the You've only one. You've never heard of Harrods. Harrods, like Hagrid, like from. Oh, Harrods, Harrods, Harrods. Harrods. Hey, I know. I'm all sorry. my, all the, all our Brit listeners right now are saying, I know what they're saying. You go at it, Chris. Go on, give it to him because yeah, everybody. Well, should. I mean, I'm going to be there in a couple months, right? Yeah, uh, in November for I'll take the Harrods. Yeah, take, take me there, and then you can. We'll take a picture and a selfie there, and be like, "This is the thing I was talking about, yo." Right, but that being said, let, let's get back on I point. I don't want any flip. lies out there. You said everybody in the world. I'm like, no, because right. I don't. Well, I was generalizing, obviously, incredibly <laughs> poor. Never mind. Um, you know who you're talking to, right? I know, I know. So, so basically, what Mr. Selfridge did, who was actually an American, believe it or not, who came over to the UK to set up the department store, um, and everybody thought he was crazy. The prices were too high. The market wasn't there. The money wasn't around. Bop, 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 bop. But he did it anyway, and he created these incredible experiences in store in the windows and all these different types of things that he did. But in his office, and oh, by the way, Jeremy Piven played Mr. Selfridge in the show. So if you're oh, a fan really, of yeah, yeah. Piven, Entourage and everything, you've got, you've got to watch. Um, but uh, bottom line is in his office, in, in the department store, he had this big old desk that he would sit behind. And then to the one side of the desk, he had a smaller desk made for his son and hit the whole point of this. that He would bring his son to work with him as and when he could. And he would literally have his son sitting right there in between all the meetings and all the rest of it. So that his That's son cool. could learn the family business and obviously take it over at some point in the future. So that was for me, that's been kind of it's been fun to be able to bring my kids into the space and 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 it allows me also we've gone a little off target here in, in regards to time and everything but i think it's also important that it allows my 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 kids to understand exactly what i do um and how i do it and why i'm doing it as well i will say to kind of put a bow on this part of the discussion i actually have an infographic on my blog that i think a lot of people that work from home specifically will like you can go to chrisducker.com forward slash home 
dash office and you'll see the infographic there lots of little tips and tactics to be able to get the most and, and become the most kind of productive that you can if you work from home so make sure you check that out um cool. but yeah i mean in in closing here pat i mean how do you feel things are going to i mean as as we get more and more kind of what i call new media rich um and we do more live video i know you've got the keys now to the spi studios that you're building out mm. uh, i was there and you selected the space actually i was visiting with you um how do you think the average online business owner is going to handle this side of their business where they've got to be more in love with the idea of getting involved with this new media sort of type of rich, um, you know, content marketing and all the rest of it out there? They're going to need a little bit of extra space potentially if they want to really take things up to the next level what what do you have you got Maybe. any sort I of mean, things? extra space mentally i think more than anything to to grasp <laughs> this idea i mean I, I you don't necessarily need a studio like i did i mean i i rented a, a 900 square foot studio space and i got trusses installed with lights so i can literally just push a button or two and then start recording i, I needed that personally um, but I think with the technology that we have access to and, you know, how great the cameras are nowadays and the sound quality, I mean, it's it's good enough just from your phone to just get started at least with starting to include some live elements and, and this sort of really rich new media into your stuff. Um, it's going to be a requirement almost, I feel, because when you – Going back to what you always say, you know, when you want to become more of a, a human being or a person and build that relationship with somebody, I mean, if a person is doing live video and, and sharing bits and pieces of their lives with, uh, with their audience and another person is not doing that, who do you think that audience is going to trust more? I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's an obvious choice. And so I think it's going to be a challenge for a lot of people who are shy. Um, but it's, it's similar to YouTube, right? Like when YouTube started, it was the sort of more outgoing people who were comfortable getting on camera that, you know, started to rise amongst the ranks of YouTube really quickly. But I think a lot of people found really creative ways to still provide a ton of value without actually having to do that. And, you know, whether it's screen sharing or just unboxing videos or whatever. So people are going to do live and it's going to be key, I think. And I think people are going to become very creative. So I, I, I don't know the answers for everybody. Um, I know mm. I know my plan and what I'm going to do, but what I would recommend is for people to start thinking about it and then also getting very creative with it. Because when you get creative with it, and that's the cool thing about where all, where this all is, is like there's 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 no like right way to do it, but there are opportunities to experiment. And I just this is what I do. I, I experiment, see what works, see what doesn't, and I just take what works and move forward with it. Find what doesn't work and go past it. And that's what I would recommend everybody do. So that's more of a kind of a general statement moving forward. But I think it's a great uh, just concept moving forward. Just keep experimenting, keep trying new mm. things. Mm. And, um, you know, I think Gary Vaynerchuk mentioned, you know, yes, you're going to want to plant yourself and position yourself primarily on one or two like platforms, right? But he's like, that's what he does. But he still spends 15 to 20% of his time playing around in these other ones to see and kind of get a feel for what they're like and see how they might integrate into his business. And sometimes they work, sometimes they doesn't, but he always allows himself that little bit of percentage to just experiment. And, um, you know, it mm. just takes one to really make a huge difference, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I would say in closing here as well, one of the easiest ways to really get more productivity out of yourself and your work in regards to what you're doing, what your output is, is actually to just do less, like take 
less on, but me, but be way, way, way more focused on it. And I got this idea actually um, from um, the brilliant blogger Leah Babauta um, from Zen Habits. Mm-hmm. And Leah and I have become buddies over time. And he is, I mean, he's the king of doing less. Right. He, if if the it's guy kind of did less any is more thing. Well, I mean, all the way. Like, yeah. if he did anything, if if he did any less, he literally would just lay in bed all day long. I mean, he's 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 just the king of showing how much output you can get by simply doing less, just taking on board less, less commitments, mm-hmm. less projects, less stress, less whatever. Um, and I think that I, I think there's a big lesson to be learned there, actually, from the power of just doing less and, and not over committing yourself. Um, and it's I think it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, because if you're in a good space um, and you've been working hard to build up your brand and your business and your message, um, you're going you're going to be presented opportunities uh, on a very very if not daily basis, um, and I think that's a problem because a lot of people they don't want to li- they don't want to lose out. They don't wanna, just like you at first, you know, with the with the podcast interviews, you didn't want to let anybody down. Yeah. You wanted to be there, you wanted to help, but obviously you wanted the exposure as well as a growing blogger yourself at the time, and therefore. You just said yes to everything. But now that you do less and you do less podcast interviews, the ones that you do actually end up uh, giving your time for are that much more powerful and that much more game changing. And they move the needle that much more for the people to actually tune in and listen. So um, I think I think that's my kind of closing word on on productivity one on one from an entrepreneurial perspective is to try and do less. Just try and do less. Love it, man. That I love that. And I think that's a perfect way to tie up this uh, and, and finish up this season. So, guys, thank you so much for listening this season. I know a lot of you probably listened to all these episodes in one day. Some of you maybe in a couple weeks, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard us on. Uh, whatever the case may be, make sure that you, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show and uh, hit us up with a review. We, we read all of them and just we, would, we wanna thank everybody who has spent time with us here and you know it's not the last you're gonna hear from us, I promise. I can speak for Chris as well. We're gonna come back with another season oh, yes. very soon oh, yes. for you and it's gonna be a blast. It's one of our favorite things to do. It gives us a great excuse to connect, right, Chris? And, and, and you know, it sure does. Keep, keep talking business with each other because I know usually when we get together, we just talk family and life and you know, <laughs> I love talking business with you too, man, and I hope everybody else enjoyed listening. Uh, why don't you Why don't you close us off and send us into uh, into um, wherever we end up going after this? <laughs> yeah, look, I, who knows? I know, we, we could right. we could go back to the future. Oh, that was good. Yes, I, I like the way yeah. I slipped that one in. That was good. Um, no, I, I just think you know. Again, I I I I, I want to uh, you know kind of mirror Pat's feelings on this. That we genuinely do enjoy doing the show for you. We've had a lot of great feedback from season two, uh, hence the fact that we batched season three together. Um, you know, so soon after, um, it's a real pleasure to be serving you guys as 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 we do on the show and also individually as well. And I promise that you will see a picture somewhere on social media of myself and Pat Flynn outside Harrods in London when he's there for the summit. Hagrid's, uh, right? Because Hag- L- Harry Potter was in London, right? So, uh, oh, dear. Platform me. nine and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That wasn't actually where... Never mind. We're going to keep going. You guys are great. We love you for being here. 
<laughs> and this is how we're going to finish up the season exactly how we, I believe we do. We, we started off, and that was just giggling like a couple of schoolgirls. All right, guys, bye bye for now.